Welcome to Opinions Unqualified. Uh, so Sam had a little ukulele, um, ukulele, yeah, that's weird, ukulele here. Um, so we thought we'd have a little muck around with that because I hadn't played with one. But uh, we're in Sam's place, which is a uh, new location for us, which sort of leads me into my first topic of discussion, which I've just thrown at him. Um, Sam's got a, a bunch of rules for his, his friends uh, that come around. Uh, one of them includes his chair, which I'm sure he can um explain to us i'd just love you to go through your r- rules um all right, I'll, I'll just go through the main rules because obviously i um just pulled out the uh the logbook of rules which we won't go through otherwise we'll be here all night um obviously the main one which to most people's surprise right now that know about it i'm not actually sitting in my green chair right now but that is uh that is one of my main rules i'd say if there was any rule it would be my only rule uh which is the green chair is mine if I'm not here, you can sit in it, but as soon as I, I make an appearance into my shed, um, you better be uh, starting to stand up real quick. Um, my next favorite rule would have to be have a soot, have a drink. Because let's have it, when you're having drinks with the boys, the last thing you want is someone having a soot. And the best way to punish someone when they're having a soot is to rub it in even more and make them have a drink. So then they have another soot and then it's just a never ending cycle of having a soot and making them drink. <laughs> it's like that, uh, yeah, that show back in the day, that song that never ends, yeah. it's just over and over and over. Um, so talking about sort of your chair, like I know my, my dad, um, you know, he had his own chair. So if we were sitting there, we'd have to, you know, if he walked in, it was automatic, like yeah, bang, you've got to get out. Is, is that what it's like here? It's pretty much what it is. Otherwise, um, look, you know, it's a, there's uh, probably about five good seats. So, you know, the smart move is just get off the green chair and try find a, one of the good seats before they're all taken up. You know, it's a bit of a common sense thing in the shed. Well, it makes perfect sense. And I think, I think if it's your shed, definitely your rules apply. So, you know, if you're welcome into your home, things like a seat uh, become sort of sacrosanct. Yeah, I mean, and look, you know, I put it there for a reason. It is there for a reason. It's the best view in the house. Um, and also it's the comfiest chair, so it makes sense. So what I'd love is for people to get involved and say, look, if they've got a shed, like, and if they've got their own chair, if they've, they've got their own rules, share them with us. Let us know what, what you guys are doing. Um, but that's a little bit off topic to start, so we'd throw something at you straight away. Um, the first thing I really want to talk about is uh, we did a Instagram poll, Instagram or Facebook poll? Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Instagram poll uh, about who's excited to hear the podcast. And I was really excited to hear that 80% of people uh, were excited to hear it. But those other 20%, what do you think they can do, Sam? Um, look, you know, maybe they need to listen again. Just clear out the earbuds first and uh, maybe have a drink, loosen up a little bit, and then. Um, See how it goes the second or third time round. Yeah, see, I warm up those earlobes, <laughs> yeah. as we said in our first intro. Um, so, I just talking about that. So, like, sometimes you're going to get haters, no matter what you do, um, and there's plenty of reasons why uh, you you get haters. Um, I'm not saying we have we have haters, but there's people that don't want to hear us, and that's perfectly fine. I can understand that. Um, but what is the best hater quote that you've sort of ever heard? Um, or straight off the top of my head, I mean, it's probably the one that everyone knows and the one that goes to everyone's head, which is um, haters are only motivators. 
Haters are motivators, yeah. okay? So that's that's me. I don't know about you what yours is, but hopefully it's a little bit more creative than mine. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I like the, the rhyming of it. Um, I, I actually don't really have one, so I sort of threw myself under the bus, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. But I don't really don't really have one, but I guess the, the, the one common thing that... Uh, uh, that you get is 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 that critical uh, critical feedback um, can push you in the right direction, I guess. So I think we'll try and use that as as a motivating force. Exactly, you always got to be open to it, don't you? And I mean, when you think about it, where opinions unqualified, we're giving unqualified opinions. So if there is anyone that is listening that about the stuff that we're talking about, I mean, we probably sound like haters as well sometimes. So you know, all feedback's good feedback. And I think talking about being a hater, I'm, I'm probably a hater of the new COVID um, release. So during the week, they released uh, uh, the stages of how we're going to get back into, I guess, normal life, uh, for, for lack of a better term. Um, and we discussed it on our last pod about, you know, how we would like uh, them to roll out opening the pubs and, and those sorts of things. And that's obviously the thing I gravitated to the most. And uh, you have to buy a meal. You have to buy a meal to be able to go out and drink in public at this point. Yeah, look, um, for people like me, could be a struggle, you know. Sometimes at seven o'clock at night, I don't want to go sit down by myself in the uh, in the middle of the pub and and uh, have a cruiser. But um, you know, I guess for people that you know, like you, Nixie, I mean, it might be a good chance to take the wife out. You know, you've been stuck inside for the last however long, three months. Yeah, it's been a long time. You know, yeah. so there is positives to it. It might be a bit slow, but you, know, you can only do what you can do, I guess. Yeah, and I think obviously they're being very um, cautious in their, their sort of reintroduction to socialising to the public. Um, and it's pro- it is probably the smartest thing to do, as, as we discussed uh, previously. But it's, it's interesting if things like uh, contact sport um, still not being till phase three. Um, obviously, um, I think you're allowed 100 people from phase three under a, under a roof and we're at, the, at this point in 20 times. Uh, 20 people uh, there's just so many um, sort of question marks how they're going to roll it out but yeah I think there's confusion um, you know uh, from from my perspective anyway I think I mean anything like this is always going to have a bit of uh, confusion and you know some people are going to interpret it one way and someone else will interpret it the other way so um, I mean sometimes people like to bend rules you know so you never know what's going to what's going to happen and who's going to listen to the rules and who's not. But um, I guess the main thing is just try your best to follow the rules and have fun while you're doing it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so now that we're sort of technically allowed to go out, um, you know, have a meal and have a drink, um, what is, and we had one of our avid listeners um, ask us this question, but what is the first drink you're going to order when we make a, you know, go out into a public establishment? You know, and why? Tell us why. Yeah, so uh, it was Taj. Taj asked us this question on Instagram. Um, my drink, look, I think given the circumstances, you know, I've been making uh, some espresso martinis at home, so I wouldn't want to get an espresso martini first off, you know. Um, I want to get something a little bit different. Um, after hearing Devo's accounts of, uh, you know, what to order and what not to order, I won't be ordering a cruiser, um, but I will definitely be ordering a Long Island iced tea. Uh, why? Um, well, statistically, it's got the most shots of alcohol, I'm pretty sure, of any cocktail you can get. I mean, 
If not, tell me another one because then I'll order that. Um, and it's been a while since I've had a Long Island iced tea and a Long Island iced tea is always a great time. What about you, Nixie? Well, I'm a fairly simple kind of guy. Um, you know, I like my steak. I love chicken. I love chicken. I love potatoes. Um, you know, I'm, I, I like pasta. So I'm, I'm like simple things. So for me, the first thing I'm going to order is just a tap beer. So depending on the establishment, I'm, I'm a bit of a 150 uh, Lashes fan. I like the flavor. I like the taste. And when I'm out, I like to, to drink that. So I think I just get a, a nice cold pint from a tap of 150 Lashes. Um, and I'm not sure how long that'll last because I'd be pretty excited about the fact that I was in a pub, um, a pub drinking that as well. So, um, yeah, the reason is, is, is the taste, it's the experience, um, you know, and the fact that I'm really simple. You know, I think we might as well, while we're on this topic, we might as well go with what meal we're going to get. Cause I mean, like you said, if we're going to have to get a meal, um, look, I'm going to go straight off the bat. I mean, it's probably no surprise to... 80% of our fans and worldwide, uh, it's going to be a chicken parmy. has to be a chicken parmy. So I, I went to a cafe in Joondala, uh, Wanneroo, Elixir Cafe, I'll drop a name. Um, is that the first, wait, is that our first drop? Is yeah, that, okay. yeah. um, so I went there and they've got a, a mad parmy menu. There's like six or seven different types of parmies. Like there's a parmy with the lot, which is just loaded with like egg and cheese and like it's it's just incredible. They've got like a Hawaiian type parmy. They've got all these different types of parmy. If you could I've gone off topic a little bit, but if you could create your own parmy, what would you have on your own parmy? And I'm saying not not the added uh not the added ingredients that Devo was talking about <laughs> last week. So just nice healthy ingredients. Um yeah, look, I don't think I'd um I'd stray too far away from just a, a classic chicken parmy, you know, like I uh, maybe on a hot day I might add a bit of pineapple to it, you know, freshen things up a little bit. But um, to be honest with you, I think I'm just gonna stick with the you know the stock standard, a little bit of uh, Napolitana sauce or whatever it is, and some uh, ham and cheese or bacon and cheese on top. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think I'd actually venture too far out of my uh, comfort zone on the chicken parmy. Okay. Um, talking about that, and again, I'm, I'm sort of digressing, and that's what happens when you converse. Um, pineapple. So we did ask the question about pineapple on pizza as well, um, and I spoke to a number of people about does pineapple belong on pizza, and it is resounding. It is resounding from the conversations and the poll we've done that pineapple does belong on pizza. 100%. It wasn't 100%, obviously. There were certain people that said no, but it was it was fairly resounding, wasn't it? Yeah, I think um, I think it's a fair representation. You know, there's a few picky eaters out there, but majority of people have got some half-decent taste buds and, and know what uh, how good some food can uh, be to add to other stuff. Yeah, so I think the pizza with the pineapple, we made that. And now we're probably qualified to talk about it because we've actually, you know, we've done asked the question. We've, we've, done, a we've done a poll. We've so done a poll. I think poll, polls are... Uh, you know, a final, and they're they're sort of standing forever now. So, uh, so talking about the meal that I would would order if I was going out for the first time, and that's really hard because I, I enjoy food. But I, I'm honestly would think it'll be a steak with mashed potato with vegetables to the side with a mushroom sauce, a mushroom sauce like one of those delicious pub mushroom sauces. Do you want your mushroom sauce on top of the steak or separate? I like the mushroom sauce on top of the steak and separate. 
Oh, as well, double up. Yeah, so double I get the double, up. double the mushroom sauce because I think the mushroom sauce is. How are you gonna have yeah. your? How are you gonna have your steak? Uh, medium rare, medium, medium rare. rare. Yeah, yeah, I like a medium rare steak. Stock standard, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I actually cooked a, a rare steak the other day, um, which I hadn't done like in a long, 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 long time for a friend of mine, and I was like, oh, hopefully I've done it right. No complaints, sir. So, you know, how do you, how do you cook a rare steak when you don't eat it? I'm not sure. Do yeah. You just. You know, do you even put it on the grill or do you just you just serve it up? You know, rare. How rare do you want it? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe you should just we just ask um, Chef Google. It's not Dr. Google, it's Chef Google. <laughs> Chef Google. Yeah, how long? So, um, yeah, so I think that's what I would, uh, that would I'd go. Um, when we're talking about pubs as well, um, what I would love to cover would be tap beer versus bottled beer versus... Cans of beer. What would your your what is your preference? You know, and, and why is why is it your preference? All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a bit of a, a tangent here. I think because um, as you know, I'm not the uh, largest beer drinker. Um, so here in a, in Australia, um, I wouldn't really order a beer very often. Um, if I do, I'd probably prefer it out of a glass. And I'd say why. My main reason is. Uh, from my Belgium heritage and going over to Belgium, when you go order a Belgi- uh, beer in Belgium, um, every beer has its own glass that it has to be poured into. You know, so here when you go to the pub and you ask for a pint, you just get the stock standard pint glass that everyone's stolen and has at home as well. <laughs> yep. um, but in Belgium, you get, you know, each, if you have EMU export in Belgium, which you, uh, you won't, but if it was here, you know, Emu Export would have their own glass that you pour your Emu Export into, which I think is just like, just adds to the vibes, you know? When you're drinking a beer out of a glass that it's made for, or, a, I don't know how, did I say that the wrong way around? Yeah, yeah. I think the, I did, didn't the glass, I? The glass is made for the beer. Yeah, yeah. the glass yeah. is made for the beer, not the yeah. beer is made for the glass. The glass is made for the beer. All right, so we got that cleared up. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, adds to the aesthetic, and that's probably why for me. Yeah, I I actually have heard, and again, I, this is completely from an unqualified source that probably has no idea like us, um, that when you order, not when you when you pour beer in like from a tap into a, like a, a glass, it releases the aroma and the flavor, and there's some sort of chemical reaction to improve the taste of the beer. And now, probably only got five percent of that kind of right, but. Yeah, there's 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 a different sort of chemical reaction when it goes out of the the tap into glass than sort of into a bottle. Um, so I don't know if that's true or not, but for me it makes sense because I find tap beer tastes better. I don't know if it's true or not. I just it does taste better. We'll run with it. We'll run with it. But yeah, I think that's um fair point there. I think that's uh, we both kind of agree on the same thing there. I think with cans though, like I've, I've really found lately, and I don't know if there's more of a resurgence with cans at the moment because I'm seeing a lot more cans in bottle shops. You remember you used to go get a carton of beer and they were, they were all bottles of beer. Now you can go in and you can get like cartons of cans quite regularly. It's all the, um, all the craft beer I think I've noticed. All my mates that drink the craft beer, they seem to be coming in cans more than... Um bottles which i don't know why but maybe whether that's a production cost maybe or something along those lines i'm not not sure tastes good out of anything let's be honest exactly if you're thirsty you're gonna drink it aren't you pretty much 
And uh, talking about thirsty, uh, it was Mother's Day on the weekend. Um, so um, happy Mother's Day to all those mums out there, particularly the, the special mums in our, um, our lives. Um, my mum, unfortunately, uh, lives in a different region uh, to what we do, and currently all the borders are, are still closed, so she's unable to be here. Uh, but I did speak to her, and she had uh, this little special message for us. Hey, guys. I wish I could be there to be on the part. As soon as I'm able to get up there, I definitely will be on. I can't uh, wait to have the old chook. Um, on the pod, I know she's pretty excited about it, and when uh, when she gets a chance, as she said, uh, she'll come up. So, uh, Sam, how'd you go? Yeah, look, it was um it was really good. I had um my brother, uh, his wife, and their their kid came over. Um, I'll I'll give two two recounts of the uh, great time. So actually, my parents are supposed to be in South America at the moment. So um I I took uh, mum away while my brother. And his wife and, and dad probably decorated around the uh, back garden. And um, so running that theme, my brother actually dressed up as... Uh, you know in Brazil they got the um, the lady at the top of the mountain? The uh, the cross? Well, that's Jesus. Actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right. yeah. Well, there you go. There's my knowledge of geography. Um, but yeah, my brother dressed up as Jesus then, as you, as you say. Um, and was just standing in the, uh, in the corner of the... Um, of the garden, I guess. And then, so, you know, mum and dad were right at home in uh, Brazil. Well, that's, yeah, it's actually called Christ the Redeemer. It's one of the most uh, noticeable icons on the planet, which, uh, which I think is quite funny, Sam. But, yeah, so it was in the corner and he's, we wanted to take him to Rio. Yeah, so I, think well, I mean, it's noticeable. I know what it is. I just didn't know what it was, you know? Well, quite funnily enough, one of the interesting things about my mum, and there's a few because she's uh, an interesting woman, is that she's from South America. So she was born in Uruguay um, and then she moved over here as a 13-year-old, been here since then. But, yeah. Um, so I know a little bit about South America. Oh, well, there you go. So you can you can tell my parents all about it then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they'd be upset if if I'm talking about South America and they're meant to be there and yeah, they can't. That's yeah, that's true. I might not say much when your mum's here. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So another funny thing that happened was uh my duty my duty was uh to make the tequila sunrises. Um. So you know we had our lunch and and it got time for that. Uh. My bartending skills were called upon. I made my way to the shed to grab the uh, tequila, orange juice, and grenadine. Um, and I was thinking, you know, we had these two jars for the for the cocktails, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go two for one. I'm gonna make it all in one shaker for the two glasses. You know, make it a little bit easier, a little bit quicker. So I go, I'm thinking, you know, I didn't really look at the the recipe. I just knew what I had to put in there. So I was like, what, a, you know, how much tequila should I put in? You know, for two people, how much should I put in? So I was like, looked, you know, the shot glass comes with the big shot and the little shot. And I was like, oh, two people, you know, you put the big shot in. And I was like, you know, it's Mother's Day. So you can't just have one double shot for two people because that's just one normal shot each, isn't it? Yes. So I was like, I'll put another big shot in there. That's, you know, like two shots each. And then I thought, you know what, just to be nice, I'll add another small shot in there, you know, just to top it off a little bit. And anyway, I put the orange juice in, I put the grenadine in, I shake it up, I do all that, and I begin pouring it in the uh, in the jug for the one, and it didn't fill up. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't panic. I played it off cool, um, but I just put more orange juice in that one <laughs> and made that as one and then made another one with just one double shot in there. 
And then it was just Russian roulette when I went out and handed it to mum and dad. I said, look, I screwed up a little bit. Someone's getting very drunk off one drink and the other person, you know, is probably going to have a nice drink. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. We still don't know who got it, but um, I guess maybe that might be a question that we can ask mum today, whether she uh, she got it, because mum's going to be on the pod very soon. <laughs> well, uh, that sounds like a, a really exciting Mother's Day for you, Sam. Mine was... Similar, less vodka involved. A um, couple of quiet beers and cooked some crayfish on the barbecue, uh, which was, was fantastic. So thanks to the Goldies. Uh, hopefully you guys are listening. Appreciate the craze. Um, with my mother-in-law um, and her husband, so my father-in-law as well as uh, my wife's cousin as well, which was fantastic to have them around. Um, all right. Well, uh, talking about Mother's Day, uh, my mother has... Finally made it down to the shed after only just waking up after her 24-hour tequila binge. Um, by, by law, I have to say that she is the perfect mother. And out of my own goodwill and kind heart, I'll also say she is the perfect mother. So I'm not just saying it for the, uh, for the reason of saying it, but she, she's made it. Mooka, as everyone knows her, it's not mum. Uh, it is Mooka, which is the Belgian way of saying mum. Uh, Mocha, how are you doing? I'm fine. Um, and how is your Mother's Day? Um, really nice because I said it would have been one of the best Mother's Days I had. Uh, was that because you were having about five tequila shots in one drink? No, that was before I had one oh. shot. Yeah, so it's, it's, Sam just told us about this drink, these drinks that he made. So he, he went yeah. through the drinks that he made, which, so he said one was really, really strong and the other one wasn't as strong. Which one do you, do you think you had the stronger one or the not as strong one? I think I had the stronger one. Yeah? How'd yeah. your head feel this morning? Oh, very well, very well. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, yeah. that's good. Um, is that maybe a lesson for people then? If you don't want a hangover, tequila is the way to go? Yeah, probably have five shots in one, <laughs> one drink. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, so we've got, uh, Sam and I have a, a close bond because our, our mums were both born overseas. So my mum was born in, in Uruguay. Um, and that, that's one of the reasons why we have a close bond. There's other reasons which we'll probably cover in the pod. Um, what was it like moving from Belgium uh, to Australia um, and just give us a little background of how it happened. Do you want to know the whole story? I'd love to, yeah. yeah. Whatever story you want to tell. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's your truth. Yeah. So. It's my, it's my no, truth. No one else yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you need to know why I came to Australia? Uh, so whatever you're willing to share, we'd love to know because it's, I know with my mum, there were some some reasons in regards to her safety that they had to move over to Australia and I'm sure she'd share those when she's on but it really depends on how comfortable you are with our audience. Well I can't see the audience so (laughs) it doesn't matter. Just imagine it's the whole world. (laughs) Telling everyone. Um, Well I don't know really why but um, in Belgium, I worked with a certain person and she had family in Australia. And one year she came over to Australia to visit her family. And when she came back, I said, how, how is it? And yeah, and she was full of, you know, 
she really liked Australia and and then I just out of the blue I said oh I said uh, you have someone of your family who is um, not married rich <laughs> <laughs> I love it yes yeah <laughs> and uh, wants to meet someone and she said um, yeah and then she gave me um, a business card. I can't say the name of who it was. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I like this. This is like uh, something out of like a notebook or something. Yeah. So, and it was quite before Christmas. So I wrote him a Christmas card and I got one back. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so uh, letters to Juliet then. <laughs> yeah. So, and we started writing like, yeah, first writing. And then after a while, yeah, we called on the phone. And then it was before July because we have school holidays in Belgium, July, August. And I said, uh, what do you think? I can come over for July and August. And he said, yes. So I came with my son. To Australia and it worked out quite well yes yeah okay oh fantastic <laughs> I, I, I love that story it's a, quite romantic to me really writing letters across the world and you know all that sort of stuff so um, probably another question I have before I, I throw it over to Sam is how have you seen in your time in Australia have you seen Australia change um, and is it is it good or is it like what would you change things um, yeah, a big change. Um, That's all right, you're doing good. Um, qua population, qua um, neatness, because when I came here first, I said, oh, Australia is so clean, you know, nothing on the roads. When you look now around, there is a lot of things flying so do you on think the people just don't care as much as they used to or do you think there's just more people and there's going because to be more bad eggs more people and i think it's i had to blame the takeaway things yeah 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 i'd agree with that probably it's yeah. true yeah beer bottles Beer bottles, not only beer bottles, but like in the mornings, how many go for a coffee, stop for a coffee, they sit in their car instead of keeping the cup in the car, oh, there it goes. Yeah, yeah, but I just, yeah, I find that people, and again, unqualified opinion, um, just don't tend to, to care as much as they used to. There used to be a lot more pride in, in humanity, I feel anyway, um, you know, and you're a beautiful young lady still, but... You know, how do you, like, do you, do you feel that way as well? Or is that just me being a cynical old man? No, no, no. That's, it's like that. Yeah. Clean up your rubbish. Pretty much. So, Sam, you can ask your mum anything now. I'm actually oh. quite intrigued. <laughs> no, <for you> to... <laughs> I'm not going to, I won't ask a, a question, you know, because we have had reports, question and answer. You know, we want to have, a, be having more of a discussion. Yep. Um, I sent on Mother's Day, I actually sent mum a photo. Um. And I think it was after uh, 
Beer Fest? What's the Craft Beer Festival? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Oktoberfest. Yep. It was after Oktoberfest. And I made my way down to the Moona. Uh, I, call, I called mum to come pick me up. And I said, oh, Freddie Mercury's playing down here. So, you know, just come in for, for a bit. You know, it's a good time. And um, mum ended up getting a photo of Freddie Mercury. And then I was, I was looking a little bit further down my, um, my Snapchat uh, scroll. And there was me and Nixie in the middle of a nightclub with Freddie Mercury. I was <laughs> really? saying, yeah, I was saying, what are the chances that we've all had a photo of Freddie Mercury? I mean, it's not really a question, but... It's life-changing. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, we've all we've all been a part of his presence, I guess. Yeah. Do you like Queen? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a favourite song? Yeah, like... Oh, yeah, Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a cracker, isn't it? Can you sing a little bit for us? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're going to turn it off. <laughs> Easy, good work, Monkey. Well, Mooka's got to go sleep off the rest of her hangover now, so she's going to make her way back up and uh, fall asleep to some Netflix at the moment. But yeah. thank you very much, Mooka, for uh, coming on the show. And, and whenever you want to come on the show, you're, you're more than welcome to. Absolutely. And can you I... please share this on all your social media with all your friends? Yes, I will. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for coming. There's, there's a loud mouth, one and only Mooka. <laughs> Okay, so we um, we actually had a suggestion by one of our uh, listeners, uh, very active, very active on our Instagram, uh, but he actually suggested to us, because we are opinions unqualified, that we look up uh, something that's going on in the world, not necessarily read into it, but just have a look at something that's going on in the world, and then uh, obviously give our opinions on it. So Nixie has not even heard of uh, what my story is. It's very interesting. Uh, it is science-based um, and it's very interesting. What it is, is Andrea Rossi. Uh, so she is a, um, what would you call her? She, what's someone that doesn't really have a job, but they work, what do they call them? Uh, Instagram haul? Yeah. <laughs> no, not an influencer. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, well, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, so... Philanthropist? Philanthropist? Nah, no, nah, that's not the one either. Uh, entrepreneur. There we go. Okay, entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Okay, yep. um, all right. So, she has thought of an infinite energy black box to power the world. And it also says, or just scam it. Um, so, look, Nixie, you haven't heard about it. I actually have not actually read the article. I've just read the title of it. Um, and whenever I hear something as ambitious as that uh, from an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, um, I think scam. Uh, I think <laughs> as the article suggests, and it says all scam, I'm saying scam. I don't know about you, but I, I think it's a scam already. <laughs> Initially, the first thing I thought thought of was three letters WTF because I have no understanding or no don't I have no idea what that is I understand powering the world um, but I thought like a b b black box was built in a plane and that's what they record, record. Uh, the crash yeah. uh, information on so when their plane crashes they go down and try and find the black box uh, which is the first thing that comes to mind when I think black box so a black box to power the the world what does it even like 
don't know. What's so it's... your opinion on what the black box is? Oh, well, see, I thought the same as you. I thought, it, you know, it's where, you know, don't they put them in plane? Why they put them in planes and stuff like that to record things? Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, does that black box just get rid of all power line? Like, do we need power lines still? Or is it like a power via, you know, the phone charges now and you don't actually have to plug them in? So you oh, get your phone and you put it on like a port and then it charges it up. So there's no actual physical wire connection. Is it like a, a global phone charger so like it's based in like amsterdam or something like, <laughs> and then you just put i don't know whatever whenever you walk into amsterdam your phone's just charging like or maybe they're just going to start drilling down into the middle of the earth or something like that and just put a layer or maybe all these new houses that they're building they just put pads pads of electricity this underneath. black box underneath the house bam don't need anything but again what generates the power in to the black box right. like, just, just believe andrea rossi's idea you know maybe it's people like me that will that will give into this and i will get scammed <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna what you're gonna do is invest yeah. into her ideas because that's what entrepreneurs are doing right you know they, they're like well i have this idea yeah if you invest in my idea when everything comes off the ground and so once i actually create this fantastic black box that powers everything you will get shares in the company yeah. or whatever. So you're thinking that, you know, after you're a massive podcast superstar and earning lots of money that you're going to throw some money at Andrea Rossi. Yeah, so quick note just to all our, all our um, fans. Um, if you, We're very poor. Uh, yeah, that, 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 was, that, 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 yeah. that is also there. Um, but also, if you've got, you know, a spare little bit of money, um, just throw your stocks on Andrea Rossi's black box so it pushes up the share price a little bit for me and that will be greatly appreciated for my my uh, my money. But it still has to come off the ground. I honestly think, like you said, it's a scam. If they invested $2 billion into this, it still wouldn't get off the ground. How, how, can, how can something that's so pie in the sky, so airy-fairy, and they probably said that about a light bulb, I guess, um, back when we were, you know, before we were even born. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I, under, I don't understand why people would invest in something that's so far off. All right, here's another one that I'm thinking. How big is the black box? Well, that's yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, if it's going to power the globe, how, how does it, like, it, and what about the, is it radiation issues with the fact that you're powering things via... Or are we just thinking of the powering completely differently? Maybe it's like soul power. Maybe this is why we haven't come up with the idea and why we're reading an art or didn't even read the art, why we're reading a title about uh, something that's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the fact that I didn't know about that because now I'm completely confused. Um, and it's something that 100% I'm not even going to research. So, <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's a fun fact. If You know, I think that's a... An easy conversation starter there for uh, you just hit someone with a hey did you know that uh, Andrea Rossi is trying to start a little uh, petition to get a black box to power the world? Yeah, just can you read the title again for us one more time of that, uh, that, uh, that article me, because um, like so, we we have had like a major focus on this black box. So the title reads: Can Andrea Rossi's infinite energy black box power the world or just scam it? Okay. So, yeah, so infinite do you want, do you want energy, little, um, infinite energy. So it means like it never has to be charged. It's constantly yeah. energizing. Do you want to read like the little bio bit? Yeah, go it? on. Yeah, yeah. So it says Rossi, a lone Italian inventor with no real credentials. It's Italian. So. <laughs> All right, this is even better. Listen to this bit. 
and a history as a convicted scam artist <laughs> has convinced a small army of researchers that this that his box can harness a new type of nuclear reaction. What if they're right? Question mark. Yeah, well, okay. Well, I'm glad we had the discussion before reading that because I think we just answered our own question because he's got a known history of, of scamming. So uh, we'll move on from that. But again, that's the intro. We'd love people's thoughts on what the actual black box is and, and what uh, Mr. Rossi is, is actually thinking. So, um, well, I, I did the same thing. I basically, um, I think I, I Googled global conversation or global topics or, or something like that. And one of the first things that popped up that that obviously we, we have a little bit of understanding of um, uh, was overpopulation. So the global overpopulation. Now we don't have any numbers or any data or any real real knowledge uh, about it, but um, is the world too populated? Um, and what's the solution to this problem, Sam, if it is? Um, all right. Well, let's see, right? This, this is definitely a topic that could ruffle some feathers. Um, look, I reckon there's probably still quite a bit of land out there that hasn't been um, used. Um, look, you don't want to also be knocking down all the, uh, you know, the lovely land that we have. Um, I'm going to say, is it overpopulated? Maybe. Can we deal with it? Yes, obviously, because we are right now. Are we dealing with it well? I don't know. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not a an expert in that. I think you know what this. I'm going to go left field right now. Um, the way to deal with this population is people just need to become nicer, so that that way there's less conflict, and everyone just love everyone. You know, and then there's going to be less problems this population debate kind of thing wouldn't come up because, you know, everyone's just having a great time. No problem, no crime, you know, none of that kind of stuff, no war, you know, and then we don't have any problem. <laughs> I think uh, I think you're saying that in jest, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, but I don't know. I just think when, you know, to get a qualification, so say you want to be a welder, you have to do an apprenticeship. Um uh, to simplify it a little bit more, like if you want to drive a car, what do you need to do? Uh, you need to go through all the drivers. Yeah, so stuff. you have to get a license. Is there any merit to people having to get a license before they can have kids? Oh. <laughs> okay. So are you trying to suggest the China one-child policy? or? <laughs> well, not, not, not necessarily. I'm just thinking, like, is, is there like a means test or is there like a, you know, is there something that, if the world is actually overpopulated, is, is that like a, a valid way for us to be like, well, and like, let's be honest, like this, I'm not saying this to anyone in particular, but we've all had that thought, I mean, they probably shouldn't have been breeding, <laughs> haven't we? You're not wrong, you're not wrong. But at the same time, you know, there's quite a lot of success stories there of, of kids that have, you know, come up from a, a rough upbringing or, you know, where they shouldn't have made it from or something like that. You know, you're going to get rid of a lot of... Uh, heartfelt stories like that if you if we're getting you know yeah those people can still have the kids they just have to get their license to have the kids That's first what's your what's your license yeah. going to be what do you what would your uh way to handle this license be yeah well i'm actually not 100 percent sure it was just the pie in the sky deal that it just jumped in my head when we looked at overpopulation but um i, I don't know i guess you've got to be able to provide for your children there has to be food there has to be shelter just the basic yeah need so food shelter 
water, and then there's got to be a loving household. I think if if you have those things, then you tick your boxes and you can have it. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to have like a, a mansion. They don't have to have their own room. They can share whatever. But that they have to be in an environment where they can be provided. So also food, water, shelter, and love. All right. What's your What's your question? Are you gonna have like a questionnaire? Uh, well, I don't know. I think or an interview. Yeah, I, th- I think. Well, questionnaire. I think there's got to be like a process. Yeah. So it's got to be like a. Uh, I don't know. You know how in high schools they say, "Well, here's this fake baby," and you have it for like a week. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, just, maybe just, every parent has to has to go through that. Like before you have a kid, you've just got to have this this robotic child for a period of time. You've got to keep it alive. Um, you've got to nurture it. You've got to love it. Um, you've got to understand that you know when they're born, like they, they cry lots, and you know you can't dislike the fact that you're not sleeping lots. I mean, look, I'll volunteer, pay me enough money, and I'll volunteer to be one of those uh, kids. I can play the, play the role of a kid and go uh, be the test dummy for oh, I don't think there's many better suited, Sam, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I just think it's an interesting one. There's so many, and we won't go into too much details because no one wants to hear about, you know, the, the global impacts of global warming and habitat um, loss and, you know, that sort of stuff. We're a little bit more like, harder than that. But, again, that's a, a subject we don't know about that we're talking about. So... Hopefully, well, we could start some really heated discussion with people if, if there's someone that's passionate about this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I love this idea of just grabbing a, a random topic. Um, we did literally Google this, what, 10 minutes ago or further, a little bit more than that. But, yeah, um, so yeah, like 40 minutes ago yeah. before we started. Yep. So, you know, we, we've, we've had some good discussion about it and hopefully... Um, if it is interesting to you guys about talk, us talking about... Black boxes. Yeah, and and population. Um, Are they linked? I don't know. Could it what, could it power the people? Well, it's what, infinite people? people power. People power. Yeah. Um, let us know. Let us know if you want to. Maybe we could make like a little separate segment and give it another little. I mean, it would still be in the same podcast, but you know, I can get on the ukulele and and uh, write a little song to introduce the section of. Sam and Nixie introducing a topic that they don't know about. I like it. All right, so uh, moving on. Um, again, Taj, you're the man. Thanks for your suggestions there. Um, we finally got a chance to uh, get our stubby holders, and uh, that was before the, sh- the, the recording of this show as well. So uh, today is a Monday. Um, so as of uh, tomorrow, we'll start our quest to upgrade our, um, our stubby holders. So just... Uh, as a, a little fun activity, I thought what we would do is we would describe the stubby holder we have and then we're going to post them on, on, on our socials anyway and then uh, do our best sales pitch. So, uh, paper, scissors, rock, see who goes first. Oh, mate. Yeah. You okay. go first then. You go All first. Right. Yeah. Um, so, mine's is a dark blue, navy blue, some might say, and red. Um with a hint of white um, and it's it's uh, are we allowed to name name yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, strengthandconditioning.org uh, are they still alive I'm not sure uh, do you know if strengthandconditioning.org is still alive never heard of them um, but anyway their, their thing is ASCA and they're ensuring excellence in strength and conditioning that's my stubby holder I guess. Okay, so the one I have, uh, just firstly, is better than Sam's, uh, just for anyone that's looking to trade for a stubby holder. Uh, mine is the Joondalup Leisure Centers 
life-changing experience. So which says to me, life-changing experiences actually, is that this will give you not one, but multiple good times. If you were to have this in your possession and trade for it, it'd be a good life decision because um, it's life-changing experiences. It's a light bluish aqua type color, a little bit of green uh, in it. It's fully connected. So the bottom of the stubby cubby is is actually still connected. Yeah, so um, Sam's is a little bit busted yeah. uh, sort of underneath. But again, that just adds character to his, I, I guess. Uh, not, not much. Mine's got slightly slightly stained because I think it's been used on several occasions, which is, which is fine. Um, but if, if you were to pick between... Uh, the dark blue with red sort of borders or the light green that would change your life, I know which one I'd be selecting. So, um, Well, I'm just going to say uh, on another note, well, on the same note, but um, you could tell the sales pitch differences there. As, as Nixie, as of right now, only has the stubby holder, while I've actually already upgraded to a Suzuki APV van at the moment. So um, if anyone's looking for a Suzuki APV <laughs> van... Um, there is a, there's uh, something wrong with it. Uh, you can only drive short distances because otherwise it overheats. But if you're a mechanic out there looking for a van or something that you quick fix shouldn't cost you know a couple hundred bucks, um, you know hit me with your offers. Uh, slide in my DMs, I reckon. There is no way I'm winning winning this if you're trading a car. Um, well, you know I did say it as well. She is the perfect mother, and look, you know, mum come through once again for me. You know, many late nights picking me up in the van, everything, you know, sentimental value. Um, it's just amazing, really, what she's done for me here, hasn't she? She's, she's thrown me a lifeline here. The the inaugural Sam and Nixie challenge, and I've won it before it's even started. Uh, we'll see. If anyone is willing to trade this, I'll see. We've got a whole week. So starting uh, from tomorrow morning, which is Tuesday... Um, and by the time we record our next pod, uh, we should we should have uh, we should have a really good idea of who's who's currently in front, and we'll put it on our socials. And so we've had a, another successful podcast uh, today, and that's uh, it for for tonight. All, all we've got time for. Um, I mean, we had a, a lot of fun once again. We're really enjoying doing this podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on all our socials. Uh, stay involved. I mean. Taj is a heavy front runner at the moment. Would love to see someone else try pipping for top spot as number one contributor to the uh, to the podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, take it easy from me. And yeah, oh, thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate the support we've got. Lots of really positive feedback. Uh, so thank you. Um, just as a little uh, activity for this week, if you can think of someone you think should be on this podcast, tag them in our stuff, and uh, stay cool. <laughs>